0: Made it a point to break everybody's necks and skulls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the callback to point break. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Screen Fix, the show where Weeble. Bo- uh, weeble. Weeble. The show <laughs> where Weebles wobble, but they don't they fall, fall down. <laughs> down. <laughs> the show where we will fix a recent film. I am host JC. With me, as always, is the co host that carries the show. Say hi to everybody, Lady One. Hello. And with us, returning guest via satellite. Here he is. He (laughs) is the man, the myth, the legend, the coolest of the cool, the aid that gets laid. This is (laughs) Kool-Aid. Hey. What's up, (laughs) y'all?
0: That
1: was dumb. Uh, Anyway, today we will be fixing the action extravaganza knocked off Avengers Endgame off of its perch, John Wick Chapter 3. Hell
0: yes.
2: You have no idea what's coming. Mr. Wick broke the rules. I trust you understand the repercussions if he survives. John Wick, excommunicado, is now in effect.
1: soon good to see you too i need your help
2: after this we are less than even there's no escape for you the high table wants your life would you help set the mood for our new guest
1: let us begin Our services still off limits to me. What do you need? Guns. Lots of guns.
2: You think you can take John Wick? Oh,
0: you got a nasty surprise coming.
2: All of this for what? Because of a puppy? wasn't just a puppy
1: all right john wick chapter three parabellum is directed by chad stahelski he also directed the second one and the first one he co-directed with david (laughs) late
3: that's definitely how you say it
1: late they were both stunt men chad stahelski famously was the double for brandon lee after his accident on the set of the crow that killed him a little bit of trivia there so stahelski has been concentrating on this on these john wick films uh laith went on to direct atomic blonde which is basically female john wick (laughs) he also did deadpool 2 and he's now doing hobbs and shaw
2: He's rich. He's rich, rich.
1: bitch. Yeah, yeah, I feel like uh, right now David Leitch and Chad Stahelski are like the two IT action directors right now.
0: Their choreography is top-notch. I mean, Atomic Blonde was eh, but the action was good. Action was very good.
1: And this movie is starring, of course, the incomparable Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, (laughs) Keanu Charles Reeves.
0: (gasps) What a lame middle name. I mean, that's a cool first and last name, but Charles? just take some of the the heat off of that name. <laughs> it does. So this movie also stars Halle Berry? Oh. I'm sorry. Sorry. Whoa. Halle Halle's you... nice. She's a wonderful person. <laughs> you're you're flushed. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. You're sweating. <laughs> I saw a bunch of well, clips. Oh. I, I know honestly I didn't even know Halle was in the movie until I was looking at some job wicked up before and I saw her at the shooting range doing some like shooting and moving drills.
3: Hallie, so we're starting with somebody who's never shot a gun before. So we have to introduce her to the guns. From there, I mean just took off with fundamentals and technique and then when she was comfortable just drilling. She did thousands of reloads.
1: She just trained hard, like reloads, manipulations from pistol to rifle.
0: I want it to be right. It's gotta be the perfect reload. It's gotta be Good shots, transitions, all that stuff. She put the work in, put the hours in, dedication to become incredible with all these weapons. It was amazing. I was even more pumped to see the movie. (laughs) It also stars Ian McShane.
3: No one is like blushing or sweating over him.
1: No. No, no one's blushing or sweating over Ian McShane at all. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Lawrence Fishburne, any blushing or? Nah. No? Asia Kate Dillon, the adjudicator. Who was terrible. (laughs) Angelica Houston. Oh, yeah. Mark Dacascos as Zero, that really dorky, really dorky bad guy. Apparently the guy on Iron Chef.
3: He's the chairman.
2: Today's secret ingredient is...
1: Wash, duck, catfish, potatoes, buffalo, chocolate, coconut, quita hamburger, but <laughs> also had Jerome Flyn from Game of Thrones, as well as uh somebody who makes you uh hot and sweaty and flushed, uh, Lady One. Your homeless-looking man crush,
3: I, yeah.
1: Jason Manzoukas. What's up,
3: jerks? I love Zooks. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. <laughs> he's wonderful.
0: And I see you played his typical role Is basically he's just a, a bum or a, <laughs> looks like a homeless person all the time. <laughs> he
1: either plays a homeless person or someone who's insane.
0: Over the course of your career, you've played a lot of these characters, so I would mm-hmm. like to read your projects. Oh boy. And I want you to tell me whether or not you played a scumbag or an almost normal person. The television show Community. Okay, um, scumbag. Okay. He's a real scumbag, that guy. Uh, Parks and Rec. Absolute scumbag.
1: <laughs> he does crazy really well. And Lady Wan wants to knock, knock, knock in the zoox. <laughs> <laughs> so those are our stars and our director. And uh, first of all, uh, Action movies. Bloody, disgusting, bone-crunching action movies. <laughs> Is that your thing, Lady Juan?
3: No, not at all.
1: <laughs> so while you were in the theater, what was going on with you?
3: Well, I was less... Okay. I was dreading this so much less than I was dreading The Nun when I had to go see that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so action movies, not as dreadful as horror films.
3: Correct. Because I don't... I just, I feel so embarrassed when I get scared and I don't like doing that. But this was just like, okay, I know what this is going to be. This is not my kind of movie, but it's going to be a movie. And (laughs) I was entertained. I was laughing. I mean, some parts were like intentionally funny and some parts I think I was just laughing because I don't like live in this world of movies. So I was just like, what is happening? But I had a good time. Awesome.
1: Audience. Was the audience into
3: it? My crowd was pretty quiet for it being a sold out show. Like it was completely packed on a Sunday afternoon, but there were some mild reactions, but nothing too rowdy. Not like a Thursday night crowd or anything.
1: Do you have a favorite action film?
3: Uh, Oh, man. I don't I don't think I do. I don't think I can think of like any that I would like seek out.
1: Do you have a favorite rom-com?
3: Is breakfast at Tiffany's count?
1: There it is. I knew you'd have it. <laughs> <laughs> Lady one is all heart. Uh, so <laughs> Kool-Aid, though, you're not all heart. You want to rip out hearts.
0: <laughs> what? I uh, wanna... love the darkness.
1: Yes. So what's your... Uh, tell me about your love affair
0: with with ripping hearts out in action films. <laughs> so I think my favorite film of all time, uh, before I saw Avengers Endgame, was it was uh, Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. You know, Bruce Leroy. Oh. <laughs>
1: you are the last, last dragon. dragon.
2: You, you possess the power
1: of, of the globe.
0: globe. That one right there. <laughs> sure <laughs> enough. When you reach that ultimate level. Anyway, um, so I was like, I was a little oh kid. My God. I was a little kid, and I used to watch that movie over and I always wanted to do martial arts and Then, when I was in the military i I was an instructor for martial arts, so a lot of the stuff that was happening in the movie made sense, and it was Ooh. it was I like the violence
1: only on screen fixed do you to get this kind of insider take <laughs> we just accident into it actually
0: but uh. <laughs> so our crowd um I know you were with me, JC, and yeah, I saw it with Kool Aid, and it was cool because well, when well, we first we walk in the theater, we got our own reserve seats. Appreciated good looks, and we sit down <laughs> next to this old guy. I mean, he's an old, he's an oh, old yeah. head. He's sitting on the on the other side by you, sitting right by me, and I'm thinking, man, does this guy know what he does? he know what he's in for right now? Like this is John Wick three, and he was making comments. He had me rolling, pretty much the whole movie. <laughs> He was saying I think when when uh Bobon got his neck crushed, he said, Library's closed.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh what? He was doing his own like Arnold Schwarzenegger one liners. <laughs> yes.
3: Oh my god.
0: Yeah, and I had a little
3: library's <laughs> closed
0: I had like a little liquor at me, so I thought I was gonna be the one yelling stuff out and offending him, but no, it was the other way around. I, he he had That's me rolling. Amazing. It was a good crowd in there. Library's closed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he he helped make that the the experience way more enjoyable. That's nice. that's what you were laughing at. Yeah, I, I
1: I knew you were laughing at stuff throughout the movie, and I'm like, what's that, what's he doing?
0: <laughs> so, JC, how do you uh, how do you feel about violence and in action movies? Oh, action
1: movies! I I love it. I actually go through phases where I just want to watch like action films, the raid, battle royal. Oh, or, that's a good one. Uh, lots of sword slicing people. <laughs> <laughs> You, know, you just have to sit there and go,
3: it's not real. It's just it's just ketchup and a dummy. <laughs> I feel like you're making fun of me right now.
2: Are <laughs> oh, you
0: <feeling> attacked?
3: <laughs> I'm feeling very yeah. targeted right now. This is not cool.
0: <laughs> me
1: and Kool-Aid really liked this movie. What did you think, Lady Wan? Did you like this one?
3: No, not really.
1: All right. So we, we loved it. It's all good. You were on the fence about it. How about the audiences? Wow. Did, did they throw their money down on it? Did they like it? Why don't you give us Lady One's fresh hot stats?
3: So this movie opened at number one for the weekend. It was the first movie to take down Avengers Endgame. Made $57 million in the US, Ooh. plus another $92 million overseas.
0: Ooh. This
3: is the highest opening weekend for a John Wick movie. Nice. The first one in twenty fourteen made fourteen million its first weekend. The mm. second one in twenty seventeen made Ooh. thirty million. So it's uh it's quite a trajectory.
0: Definitely see a John
1: Wick four in the future. They've already greenlit it. Nice. Yeah. It's gonna come out in twenty twenty one. We'll fix it. And we will fix it. (laughs) You're going to fix that one too,
0: right, Kool-Aid? Oh, yeah. I hope that old man is there too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to find that guy.
3: (laughs) I don't know if we can count on that. How old was he?
0: Oh, man. He was definitely like late mid-70s. Yeah,
3: he could be around.
0: Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) He's got to see the conclusion.
1: Train left the station.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) So people threw their money down. But did they leave satisfied? What about them tomatoes?
3: Everyone seems incredibly satisfied. Oh, This movie is certified fresh at 88% oh, man. with 92% of audiences liking it. Chapter two was 89% fresh and the first Ooh. one was 86% fresh. So the quality is being maintained.
1: Audiences love it. We, me and Kool-Aid love it. But we're still going to fix this thing. It's just our nerdy little thing we do here on Screen Fix. <laughs> getting game showy so before we just start fixing let me go ahead and go over the plot summary from movie pooper quick and dirty that's how we like it for movie pooper
0: it's a one pinch plot
1: summary ew. <laughs> ew gross the one pinch plot summary here we go movie pooper John Wick chapter 3 parabellum here we go John Wick is a... <clears throat> I already screwed up in four words. John, <laughs> John Wick is in New York City just after the last film with an hour before being excommunicado. Excommunicado sounds like the copy man from Rob Schneider, right? Excommunicado. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> All right, finish with the copies. Sandy's turn. Sandita. <laughs>
3: oh, my God, it
1: does. <laughs> During that time, he gets himself patched up and searches for his marker, crucifix, and coins in the New York library. The crucifix is for his mentor, the director, Angelica Houston, which is a way out of the country to Morocco, where he gives the marker to Sophia Halle Berry, manager of the continental Casablanca. You do realize that I'm management now, right? I'm not service anymore, John, so I don't go
3: around shooting people in the head.
2: I'm not asking you to kill anyone. I just need you to get me to him. To who? Your old boss.
1: Sophia arranges arranges a meet with the Master of Coins and Marker, Jerome Flynn, who instructs how to meet the Elder of the High Table, Syed Togmawi, who offers him a way out. Kill Winston, which is the owner of the Continental, and his life will be spared, but he will forever serve the High Table. Wick agrees and pledges allegiance by cutting off his wedding ring finger. Those who helped Wick in the previous film are punished by the high table, represented by the adjudicator, who also recruits Zero, that's Mark Dacascos, to kill Wick and do her dirty deeds. Winston is told to leave the Continental, the Bowery King is cut seven times with a samurai sword, and Mm. the director is stabbed through both her hands.
2: Wick returns to New York (laughs) and is
1: hunted by Zero and his students. They all end up in the Continental. Due to the fact Winston won't leave his post and Wick won't kill Winston, the adjudicator declares the hotel deconsecrated. Why didn't she just say, Deconsecrado. (laughs) The hotel is deconsecrated, so anything goes. Wick and Sharon, Lance Reddick, kill the high tables kill squad. Wick also kills Zero, and the Adjudicator decides to cut a deal. She grants Winston his hotel back. In return, Winston shoots a stunned Wick, who also falls onto the street below. John's body isn't found by the Adjudicator, because it was taken by the Bowery King, who asked John to join him in a war against the High Table. John agrees, pissed at both the High Table and Winston. Oh, the and to be continued, John Wick chapter three parabellum. Okay, before we just start fixing, lots of people work on a movie. We know this. Let's pay our respects by telling something we liked about this movie. Why don't you go first, Lady Wan?
3: Those dogs were badass.
1: Yeah, hey. the dogs. I like those puppies.
3: <laughs> They were so good. They were. I was watching their little tails wagon while they were just ripping people's junk off. It was amazing.
1: <laughs> ripping people's junk <laughs> off.
3: Am I they wrong? Were so,
1: they were so cute as they were ripping junk off.
3: <laughs> oh, I like dogs.
0: And that was like some really good, those trainers were, man, to, to do the, all that in line with all the action mm-hmm. and the single shots and the way the Yeah, that, it was
1: amazing. And that one dog like climbed the whole wall. Yeah. Like jumped like off her back. Jumped off her yeah. back. Yeah. I mean, how do you how do you train dogs to attack junk? Do you feed them like dick shaped treats?
3: <laughs>
1: Cause they were really going for the junk. You're right, Lady One. They
3: were <laughs> They were. They were
1: obviously trained to go for the junk. Like <laughs> <laughs>
3: those are dick sniffing dogs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Kool-Aid. What's something you liked about John Wick Chapter 3?
0: It was the fight choreography. I, I mean, obviously, uh, that's pretty much the whole movie was one long fight scene. But it was just <laughs> how long the scenes were, how long the fights were, how technical they were, the The camera, how it would just follow. You know, there wasn't a bunch of choppy cuts and, or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was just two dudes or one versus eight <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> battling it out until... Until John Wick was a victor, I think my favorite scene, the funniest, and even the technical scene was the knife was like the knife fighting scene where they're just grabbing knives and just tossing them, hoping they're that they, they were they, in
1: like the knife museum or something. Yeah. <laughs> <They were just laughs> what a place to have a knives. fight! <laughs> Man, I actually told someone that I think that is is one of my top ten like action fight scenes of all time.
0: Oh yeah, hands down, and at the very end, he caps it off by pulling out that replica. Replica pistol, which you know all the parts. The bullet doesn't fit that specific yeah. chamber, so he has to construct a whole new weapon just for one shot. I mean, it, the how technical the movie was when it came to some of the grappling. I mean, it was you could see the judo, you could see the the unarmed versus versus a uh, weapon combat. You could see the the weapon disarmament techniques. I mean, everything was just so clean and performed so well that it was just it was a masterclass of grappling and a fight choreography. I've mm-hmm. never seen anything. That well done. So that's what I like. Excellent. Hey JC, what was your uh, what was your favorite part of this uh-huh. excellent action film?
1: Oh, ah, uh, let me see. I mean, I just think that "Cool Breeze Over the Mountains" carries this whole thing. I mean,
0: <laughs> you're there
1: to watch the ageless wonder, Keanu Reeves, just get the living shit beat out of him, and for him to beat the living shit out of other people. Like it's like no one else can do him because. He's got this weird, effortless simplicity that is engaging and infectious somehow, even though if anyone else tried to do Keanu Reeves in a movie, you'd be like, is this person an idiot? Like, you'd be like, is this person slow? Like, what is wrong with this person? Only Keanu Reeves can do Keanu Reeves, and we go and watch these movies because it's keanu reeves doing it oh
0: yeah i mean he can carry a movie with saying with having 10 lines <laughs> yeah like, that's crazy
1: <laughs> only keanu can say the words yeah and whoa throughout a whole movie and you're on board you know like <laughs> so anyway i just love watching the ageless wonder and i'm so happy that that there's going to be a fourth one you know because after three movies of getting beat up he's uh pissed now
0: and it really it's like the second movie and the third movie it's just one long one long getting his ass whooped. <laughs> I don't think he's ever really slept.
1: All right, what do you say? Are you guys ready to fix John Wick Chapter Three? What do you think? We gonna do this? Let's get yeah. it done. Yeah. Oh, psh, psh, psh.
2: <laughs> John Wick excommunicado is now in effect.
3: All right, Lady
1: Wan, why don't you lay on us your first John Wick fix?
3: Okay. So when the movie starts, we are counting down until John Wick is excommunicado. So the bounty hasn't started yet when we get the first fight in the library, but the clock is important and I felt like the pressure was mounting. I really liked how it kept cutting back to those like switchboard operators and they just keep like making the announcement and we're counting down and the pressure is building. But my fix would be to slow down that pacing a little bit. So... Nothing drives me crazy in movies like when they present a countdown and then they just ignore how long that time actually is. So if you want to say we have 20 minutes until he's excommunicado, okay, start the clock. 20 minutes. Like, let's do this. This movie is two hours and 10 minutes long. We could have had a 20 minute countdown of building up to the excommunicado going into effect. We would have had time for him to prepare for the attacks beginning. So he's going to get his dog to the Continental. He's stocking up on weapons. He's getting those stitches put in. But don't rush the timeline. Like, have all these assassins following him and watching him. And he knows they're ready to jump on him as soon as the clock hits zero. But let that build. Let the tension build a little. Like, I really, really wanted to follow the countdown clock they gave us. I feel like the moment it hits zero, if there had been some actual buildup, it would have been like an epic moment of just all hell breaking loose. Instead, they had him like really
1: quick having to collect those three items that he needed.
0: Yeah, and then he had to rush.
3: It ruins the tension.
1: Like real time 20 minutes would have been fun.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's how my life feels. I'm like, wait, 20 minutes felt like five minutes. Wait. <laughs> Life is flying by, and I have nothing to show for it except a podcast where I fix movies. (laughs) It's
3: a really good podcast, okay?
0: It's the bestest.
3: You know
1: what? (laughs) You're damn right. John
2: Wick, excommunicado, is now in effect.
1: Kool-Aid, why don't you lay on us? Your first John Wick fix?
0: This was really difficult. Um, you loved it. I was absolutely enamored with this movie yeah. from from start to finish. Yeah, this is but,
1: definitely an all time action film for sure.
0: Oh yeah, but my, my one one real fix uh, was definitely zero. I thought just even the introduction of the character where he's he's there, he's making sushi, and then he prepares a blowfish, he's feeding his cat. Like it just it was so odd. It,
1: <laughs> it was very Kill Bill. Yeah,
0: it just. It just—I don't know. John Wick wasn't on the screen, so I didn't like it. But him, <laughs> him as the ninja assassin—he's got all these ninja assassins. They, these guys came in and they were just slaughtering everybody. Nobody could stop him. It, it just—he could have been a lot scarier.
1: Instead, he was corny.
0: He was super corny yeah. at the end. He, you didn't <laughs> like that he was corny. I—I I didn't. I see that they were trying to <laughs> add the humor into it, but it just didn't really fit. The uh, humor—you know—a lot of the humor was. Okay, so you know John Wick has got one guy down on the ground and he's trying to reload. The other guy's trying to reload. John Wick reloads faster, shoots him in the face. To me, that's funny. Oh my god! So that's hilarious, right? I'm laughing at that. The old guy's laughing at that. But he's like, <laughs> he
1: couldn't hold his load.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just think to fix that. <laughs> After John Wick goes through all the mini bosses and and just, you know, pretty much obliterates his whole school that he's been training, he should be upset. He should be very. Oh upset. yeah, because
1: his students all just got toasted.
0: Yeah, the playful banter. He's got a sword and and it's sticking through his belly at the end, and he's you know I'll I'll be okay after this or, or something. Yeah. Like, I'll see you later. <laughs> like no, you're not. And Keanu just bed. goes, "No, you won't."
1: Like that's it. Like there was no yeah. there was no witty. Like that's a thing. Like John Wick doesn't say witty things. He just says like the obvious thing. No, like, no you won't.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he should just died, and then that wasted. Piano, like his speaking voice, he had to actually say something. It would have only been nine <laughs> lines instead so of ten. <laughs> that was tenth one. Anyway, that's my fix. They give me a give me a real villain. Give me someone who's badass. He was winning in the beginning. Give me someone who stays that evil level, that angry level. Because technically, they're all villains, really. Everyone in this movie, they there are yeah. no good guys.
1: Yeah, and this movie also, our chief villains were that corny guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a chief <laughs> villain to the
1: corny guy and the adjudicator who I thought was just miscast like crazy. Mm. She really didn't have any presence or authority in her speaking, right? Like, did anybody else feel that?
3: Yeah, she just had like the tone of voice of somebody on a conference call. <laughs> I mean, I guess she was making, like, a lot of business phone calls, so I get it. She had the tone
1: of voice of someone on a conference call who completely disagrees with what's being said on the other end of the line, (laughs) but is still trying to maintain, like, a professional demeanor while also disagreeing, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I understand what you're saying, Karen, but...
3: I felt like the Zero guy was supposed to be super menacing until the reveal that he's a John Wick fanboy. But like, that's really hard to pull off when I have seen him on the Food Network so much. <laughs> like, <laughs> he popped up and I'm like, oh, well, that's just a guy from Iron Chef. Like, I'm not scared of him. He just presents unique ingredients to be used in high cuisine. Like, he's not scary to me. So I feel like that moment of like, oh my gosh, I'm like so excited to meet you wasn't really that much of a twist because he's on the Food Network.
1: (laughs) (laughs) John Wick's like, I'm actually excited to meet
3: you. I love Iron (laughs) (laughs) Chef.
2: John Wick, excommunicado, is now
1: in effect. J C. Yeah, what's your fix? Ooh, okay. You know, sometimes movies will have posters just for one character.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Jason Manzukis, aka TikTok man, had his own character poster.
2: Yeah. Yet
1: he is very much a glorified extra in this movie. He pops out of a cardboard box once, and then I think he's <laughs> like just kind of standing next to uh, Lawrence Fishburne once. Like, there's he does nothing in the movie.
3: Hey, he gets to put John Wick in a shopping cart. He does put John Wick in a shopping (laughs) cart. That's it, though.
1: (laughs) So I thought his character was a little bit wasted. So you've got a comedian as great as Jason Manzukis. Who can play, as we said, like a a wild psycho very easily? Yeah. I think when it's time to do the excommunicado (laughs) countdown in twenty-minute real time, Lady Wan,
3: the person
1: who is keeping the time for this criminal underworld and the excommunicado and the whole network of phone operators should be TikTok man Jason Manzukis. I feel like I think he should be like a crazy timekeeper and when john wick goes excommunicado he has those homeless people or hidden people all over the city and they're keeping an eye on john wick you know and the time's going john wick excommunicado seven minutes last scene blank and you see that he's got his little network just giving him more to do when the hotel is deconsecrated Mm mm-hmm There should be a timeline for that too, and then TikTok Man is back on it, (gasps) deconsecrated, blah blah blah. Yeah, and then TikTok Man is back. It's simple, and it's still not a huge role, but it's it's bigger than just having him one of Lawrence Fishburne's way lower henchmen, Mm -hmm. who is only called TikTok Man because he says TikTok John Wick. (laughs) That's it. That's why he's called TikTok Man. I think he should yeah. really be TikTok Man. And since there's such a, a time component to this movie, just make him mm-hmm. that. Make him the person in charge of the time. And I think that would have given Jason Manzucas more to do. Yes. Make him this crazy manic... Neurotic. Yeah, like this crazy, neurotic, obsessed with precise time TikTok man. he will be,
0: like, be like the rabbit from Alice in Wonderland.
1: Oh my goodness, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. He's
0: basically the rabbit from Alice in Wonderland running around with his clock. Well, I would like to see him in some action roles in John Wick 4, since it will be the Bowery. That's <gasps> right. Versus the high table. Ooh. So maybe we'll see him. Uh, with a more expanded role, John Wick 4. Hopefully.
1: And maybe they'll bring back some of the characters that disappeared like Common. Where was Common at? Common is, <laughs> he's, is Common too busy because he's in everything? I think he's, so. He's not only in everything, but he's making a song for everything that he's in too. Is he just busy?
3: He's got a great
2: agent.
0: He went from, can I borrow a dollar to having all the dollars now.
2: <laughs> John Wick, excommunicado, is now in effect.
1: Lady One, why don't you give us your next fix?
3: So when the Continental gets deconsecrated, we get a scene of like all these guests scrambling to check out. They all got their suitcases, they're in the lobby, trying to escape before the high table henchmen come in to take out John Winston, whoever's left. Like they're they know they need to get out. Shit's about to go down. This is no longer a safe haven. But I would like for Winston to call the guests to action. And ask them to take a stand with the Continental, the Ooh. place that has served them. So all these different characters repeat the line, I have served, I will be of service. Yeah. This is a chance for Winston to turn it around and say, we have served. It is time for you to be of service.
1: Ooh. Right? Turning lines around.
3: I know. Yeah. Then we can have... All these high table henchmen come in, bust into the Continental, and we've got all these other badass assassins who are staying at the hotel fighting back. So instead of just having two rounds of John Wick and Lance Reddick fighting just anonymous henchmen, you can have one where it's just batshit crazy. All the hotel guests fighting their way out, kill or be killed. Just make it crazier.
1: That's a perfect fix because... At the end, when they're on the roof, Mm -hmm. the adjudicator says to Winston, oh, this was just a show of force. Yeah. She says, we're the high table. And he goes, yeah, but I've got New York City. Ooh. But the show of force was just two guys (laughs) against-
3: Winston didn't even do anything. He just chilled out with that pit bull.
1: It was just two guys against what she even admitted was just a first wave of henchmen. Right. That doesn't seem like any kind of show force Mm
3: -mm. that's
1: going to force the high table's hand to give him his hotel back. Right. Just having two guys is not New York City. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. So having all of those hitmen that frequent the Continental in New York City, that's going to show the power he has in the city and what New York can do and the Continental can do against the high table, which would make a lot more sense that she would let him have the Continental back after that fight.
3: Yes, definitely.
0: kool Instead of saying everyone is under the high table, they're going to flip the table over.
3: Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Mm.
1: Ah! <laughs> Gonna flip the table over, like
3: <laughs> like Teresa from The Real Housewives of New Jersey.
1: <laughs>
3: She's been in jail. John
2: Wick excommunicado is now in effect.
0: Kool Aid, what's your next fix? So my my last fix was the, the fodder of the Continental Security Squad. Yeah, so they're they're there with with Lance Reddick, even in that armory. You know, they could have brought some of the security guys down there to the armory, equipped them with something. That they went out there unafraid. To their credit, they went out there unafraid, ready to take out the high table, mm. and they just got massacred. I don't even think it was it was a turkey <laughs> shoot for the high table. I
1: forgot that. Yeah, I guess they were they were like Continental Security, but they were just dudes in suits.
0: <laughs> and they were. They, I mean, they had clip-on ties in tuxedos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was like they were fighting an Abrams tank with bows and arrows and spears. That's that's what it amounted to. The security guards didn't even get a chance, man. <laughs> they could have came out with body armor, it, at least some sort of interceptor vest. Not to say that it would stop them, but it just showed that, hey, these guys are actually trained and they know what they're doing.
1: Did they expect the high table to just bring like a bunch of sh- street thugs with switchblades in there? I have I've no idea.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. It was going to be, yeah, one guy with a chain, another guy with a baseball bat with nails sticking out of it. (laughs) They were going to bring Negan Negan, in there. yeah. They got a guy with a trash can lid as a shield.
2: (laughs) John Wick, excommunicado, is now in effect.
0: JC, what is your second fix? Well, let me tell you, Kool-Aid. I appreciate it.
1: Okay, so this movie had a couple things that I thought were kind of borrowed from other movies, but only one of them really bothered me, and that was when they showed that John Wick was actually Johanovich. Wicovitch or <laughs> whatever she said his name, but uh, that he was from Belarus or he was mm-hmm. part of the Belarus, the Belarusian um, underworld, and that he had gone. It looked like orphan training school. And uh-huh. that is a trope that is so tired. It is in every assassin movie. Red Sparrow, Black Widow, Anna, Dark Angel, Salt, I mean, and to a lesser extent, La Femme Nikita. I mean, it's just, that's such an assassin movie trope that when I saw it, I rolled my eyes a little. I was like, ugh. It's been done. Every assassin seems to be some orphan who is part of some assassin program. And I was like, ugh, not John Wick 2. I hated that they showed the kids wrestling and they're like does it bring you back Wick wickovich <laughs> i don't like that because john wick is known as the boogeyman he's known as the baba yaga
2: baba yaga the witch they tell stories to children to frighten them you know baba yaga
1: baba yaga
2: <laughs> it's the witch <laughs>
1: But anyway, he's supposed to be scary, mysterious, like, Mm -hmm. and I think it's more frightening to not know where he's from or to make him from a beginning that's not the same as these assassin programs.
0: You know, there was almost for a second, I thought there was going to be some sort of mystical element. You know, they everything was really ritualized, you know, even the school and, and going to the desert. I was just thinking, oh, man, it's is there gonna be something like mythical mystical or some sort of art it, it could even to be taken there
1: wait a minute you want him to be like last dragon you want him to have the power of the glove?
0: <laughs> well he has to reach that ultimate level first <laughs> well, his mind body and soul become one <laughs> I was actually I was actually worried that they would take it that route but I see yeah to your point like something to make him stand out from the normies the the fodder
1: right because I'm sure a lot of these assassins have had some kind of assassin training we even see those ones that are in school the ones that belong to Corny guy I want John Wick to be just mysteriously talented at this stuff Frightening.
3: Yeah. The unknown is so much scarier.
1: Yes. Like Darth Vader was always way scarier before the prequels happened because now now I got to see that he's like- A whiny bitch. Are you an
3: (laughs) angel? Because
1: my mom said- An angel, You know, it's like, oh, my God, like Darth Vader's this annoying ass little kid. I don't want to see that shit. Like, I don't need that at all. I like Darth Vader because he was scary as shit. Man in a robot costume with a helmet on his head choking people out with religious power.
3: (laughs) I like the idea of just nobody knows where this guy came from. Nobody knows who taught him how to do it. It's just so much scarier than if he's just one of... I don't know, what's a graduating class of, like, assassins? I don't know, like, 50 every year? I don't know. <laughs>
0: it's, a really, it's, it's a really high attrition rate. He's
3: just not as exciting if he's, like, yeah. trained with everybody else. That means that there could be others. That's yeah. That makes him not just... Oh, God, I was going to say that makes him not the one. Oh. oh. <laughs> I just, I don't know. <laughs> I want him to be the one.
0: <laughs> He'll always be Neo, because...
1: <laughs>
2: john wick excommunicado is now in effect
1: okay so great fixes i think without further ado uh we should consider this movie screen
3: that was the sound of knives
1: <laughs> Do you have a final thought, Lady Wan?
3: Yeah. There was a scene in this movie that I feel like I was supposed to think was gross, and I just didn't, because like I would drink Halle Berry's backwash even if I wasn't about to wander through a desert. What's the big deal? It's Halle Berry.
0: <laughs> I agree
1: with you there.
3: <laughs> I was like, that doesn't look gross at all.
1: You would drink many of her fluids to live, wouldn't you, Kool-Aid? I cannot confirm or deny that. <laughs> so gross
0: do you have a final thought kool-aid i'm just still stuck on the action i I don't think i can say enough about it i just love the choreography it reminded me that i need to get healthy and get back in the gym and choke somebody out i need to choke (laughs) people out that's my final thought (laughs) and i encourage everyone to take a self-defense course so you can choke people out and other things it's fun
3: (laughs) fantastic JC, do you have a final thought?
0: Yeah, the first movie did a
1: really good job of showing the Continental and its various rooms mm-hmm. and services. And this this movie, we basically got the lobby and that weird glass room. I don't know. I just wanted this world opened up more. It was cool to go to the Casablanca mm. Continental, and I guess there's that dude chills out yeah. in the desert, which was okay. Does he
3: have Wi-Fi out <laughs> there? <laughs>
1: but I mean this movie does such world building and I wanted really new things so like I wanted to see not a blood oath again I want this world to keep getting Mm. more complex and more crazy like yeah maybe they will
3: chapter four
1: why don't you send us home lady one
3: if you'd like to reach us here at the show, you can send an email to screenfixpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Screenfixpod, on Instagram at Screenfixpod, and on Facebook. Just search for Screenfix Podcast. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Libsyn, Google Play, Stitcher, and, of course, Apple Podcasts. And we would love it if you would subscribe to the show, leave us a rating, write a review, and tell a friend.
1: We also have a Patreon account, and we updated our tiers, so check it out. Be part of the show, yeah. donate to the show, uh, and maybe you'll get some cool stuff.
3: Get that stuff.
1: Yeah, get, get the stuff, man. <laughs> Why don't we leave everybody with your best John Wick saying yeah after Lawrence Fishburne of the Bowery
3: <laughs>
1: asks him if he's pissed. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready? <clears throat> Lady Juan Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Are you pissed off?
0: Yeah. Ooh. That was deep. <laughs> I didn't know you could get that, that, was deep. Good. that was deep. I didn't
1: either. <laughs> All right, ready? Kool <clears throat> Aid Wick. Are you pissed off? Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: that one made me hot
0: and <laughs> uh, <I don't> <laughs> hey JC
3: JC Wick
0: hey JC Wick are you pissed off yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: do you also that need a towel sound right. it sounds like you oh need a God. towel <laughs>
1: that was terrible I loved it alright tune in next week I don't know what we're fixing next. I think it's Godzilla. Gojira. All right. Thanks for listening to another episode of Screen Fix. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> he comes to my house to visit he always watches weird shit and it messes up my like netflix and everything
3: yeah because it thinks that you want to watch that so he
1: comes over and i put on netflix and it's in my recently watched and i have to be like no (laughs) i didn't watch a lesbian vampire classic
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god